Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to stay focused on a relationship with God and to have a more spiritual and therefore positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. You know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? Probably some within your own family. We encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. And that would be a great blessing for them but it would also be a great blessing for you. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody again turn their life around and come to God. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. Talking about being just a Christian. Can you be just a Christian? Did you ever think about that concept, that principle of being just a Christian? Not a member of some denomination, but just a Christian. That whole idea is revolutionary to a lot of people because they think of themselves as being a member of this denomination or that denomination or some other denomination over there. But God sent his son to establish his church, not churches, not denominations, because denominationalism means division, and it has caused exactly that, division, within the broad umbrella of what we would call Christianity today. That was not God's purpose. That was not the purpose of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we noted, on the night of his betrayal, before he went to the cross the next day, Jesus prayed to the Father that his followers would be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. John chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. God, uh, Jesus prayed there for complete unity for his followers, for those who would become Christians, as, you, as, as deep a unity and as profound a unity as exists between Jesus and God, the Father. Now, that's complete unity. But denominationalism has blown that unity up, teaching different practices, different doctrines, different plans of salvation, different belief systems, and even differences as to whether we can trust the Bible to be fully God's very word to us. How sad. I believe we can look at that and say, that's the work of the devil. Well, such disunity, such confusion is not from God. That's from mankind. We need to get back to the Bible and be just Christians again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, the apostle Paul rebuked the congregation at Corinth for being divided. He told them, especially going down to verse 13, he said, there should be no divisions among you. You should be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. Well, over and over and over again, in Paul's various letters to different congregations, he teaches, he preaches that kind of unity and rebukes anything less than that. We need to get back to being just Christians. 
Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Just a Christian is a message of unity. It is a message that says, let's be united in God's word. Let's believe the same thing, teach the same thing, practice the same thing as the Lord's church. It's also a message of pure Christianity. We might say purity. There's only one true gospel. The degree of the unity for which Jesus prayed is very significant. Again, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Now that's absolute unity. And here's a key, that the world may believe that you sent me. If we can be, the, well, let me put it this way, the more united we can be, the more powerful the message of Christianity will be to the unbelieving world. And there's, there are billions of people who do not believe in Christianity. But when we're all divided through denominationalism, that weakens that message of Christianity. We need to get back to the Bible. Soon after the Apostle Paul had preached and helped establish congregations of the Lord's church in Galatia, false teachers came into the area and began leading new Christians astray. Now, they didn't tell the Christians of those congregations, those new Christians, don't believe in Jesus. Oh, no. These false teachers, they stated they believed in Jesus. But they began changing some of the doctrinal teachings of Christianity the church, and thereby they brought in division. The effect of the false teaching was that they changed the gospel. And in his letter to the Galatians, Paul pointedly stated that a changed gospel is not the true gospel. And that's the message that denominationalism needs to understand. They need to learn it first and then embrace it. They keep changing doctrine, and that is not, then, the truth of God's word. Paul wrote, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert or twist the gospel of Christ. Galatians 1, verses 6 and 7. Now, Paul was saying there, because some have taught you a different gospel, he said, that's not the gospel. Whenever you change the gospel, it's no longer the gospel. Whenever you change God's truth communicated to us through his word in scripture, that's no longer God's truth. That's no longer scripture. That's your invention. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach any other gospel to you, Paul goes on, than what, what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Galatians 1 verses 8 and 9. Well, that sounds very similar to what we read earlier in our study in Revelation 22 verses 18 and 19, doesn't it? You add something to God's word or you take something away from it. You twist it in some way and you stand waiting to be condemned at the final day of judgment. 
we will be judged by the teachings of God's word. We can't change them and say, well, we've changed those teachings, so the, the, the process or the standard of judgment has changed. No, we can't change God's word and still be right with God. It's no longer God's word. Jesus stated, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him at the, in the last day. John 12 and verse 48. Now, for many people, they feel good about some particular belief that they hold. And we can just look around us in our, in our culture today, and we can see all kinds of beliefs that people hold on a personal basis that they think, well, that's good. I feel good about this. And a whole lot of it involves sexual immorality but immorality of other kinds as well. But because we feel good about something does not make that true. And so the wise man wrote in Proverbs 14 and verse 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Oh, yes. And we've all made those kinds of mistakes, haven't we? Something seemed to be good, something felt good, and then later on we realized I really made a mistake there. You see, truth is narrow. Jesus warned, now understand what he's saying here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, now those would be people who would claim to believe in Jesus, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. We have to conform our will to God's will, and God's will is communicated to us through his word. He goes on and says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Now, these would seem to sound like active followers of Jesus. But then his next statement is telling. In fact, it's stunning. Then I will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness, or another translation says, you evil doers. Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. You see, it's not enough just to say, I believe in Jesus. It's not enough to utter words that sound good, like, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and so on. Jesus says, no, no, no. Go back to the very basics. You have to follow me the way that God has laid out in his word. You have to follow me according to God's word, according to his will. That's how you have to follow me. Not something that you've decided upon or that sounds good to you, but may not be in keeping with the truth of God's word. You have to follow me according to those true teachings of Christian doctrine. Unity on doctrine must be absolute. The word doctrine simply means teaching. So don't get confused by the technical term doctrine. It just means teaching. But notice what John the Apostle wrote in 2 John chapter 1 and verse 9. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Huh. Does not have God. In Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, we read of seven 
characteristics that Christians need to exhibit. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Next, Paul lists seven points of basic doctrine upon which we must be united. He said there is one body, one spirit, one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Now that's scripture. That's God's word. There is only one spirit, the Holy Spirit. There is only one Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is only one God, the almighty creator of the universe and all therein. We only have one hope of forgiveness and redemption and salvation, and that is through the gospel of Christ. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Romans 1 and verse 16. We must faithfully follow the teachings of the gospel. He wrote in Colossians 1.23, If indeed you continue in the faith and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which Paul, I, Paul, became a minister. See, the one faith is the gospel of Christ, the word of God. And we must stay true to his word because true faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Our time's up for today, so let's stop and pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us and being patient with us. Help us to recognize our need to submit our will to your will and not be a matter, not be, not be members of some divisive religious organization, but to be simply Christians, just Christians, submitting our will to your will. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.